0: This series contains conversations about mental health, trauma, sexual abuse, gun violence, and racism. Back in April, Terry Supahan told us a story.
1: In the 70s and 80s, after I graduated from college, there was a timber sale that the National Forest Service had released. And that timber sale was sold to an outside firm that was going to do logging.
0: Terry is a Karuk tribal member and executive director of True North Organizing Network in northwestern California.
1: And unfortunately that logging was going to occur on sacred lands to the Karuk people and it scared me. It scared me that logging could have destroyed important spiritual places. We've been in the same place for tens of thousands of years. So we organized to negotiate with the private timber company and the forest service to stop that sale and We were able to save the land and stop that particular sale from happening. And I tell that story in part because as a young Native man, I was amazed that my voice was recorded when someone pays attention to you and honors who you're trying to be. It makes a
0: difference to you. Over the last four episodes of this series, we've heard a lot about mental health in California. We've heard how racism and funding and politics impact mental health care and how that affects people's lives. But over the course of making this podcast, I began to see what it's really about. Stories. It's our stories that can make a difference. And when Terry learned that, it changed his life. And I just, I tasted that and I was like, wow, I have a
1: responsibility. I have a job here to step up. And that was that moment that crystallized for me, that organizing and working with other people could make not only a difference in my own life, but for other people that I cared about.
0: From the California Panethnic Health Network, you're listening to A Right to Heal, a podcast about health equity in California. I'm your host, Akintunde Ahmad. There are tens of millions of stories in California, and they all matter. The journey of this podcast allowed me to hear some of those stories and to share them with you. We've talked a lot about the Mental Health Services Act in this series, and when you break it down, that's about stories too. Part of the promise of the MHSA was that marginalized communities would finally be heard. Their stories would reach people in power, and as a result, more communities would get the mental health care that works for them. We'll hear more about how that's working later in the episode. In the meantime... Today's episode is about people telling their stories. Here's Terry again.
1: Yeah, we were here in 2016 for immigrant rights, and we took over the streets as we walked past the state capitol. Now it's April
0: 2023, and he's back outside the capitol with hundreds of activists to support a Senate bill aimed at addressing California's housing crisis.
1: If you're going to get anything in the big house. <laughs> you gotta have some big people with some big energy doing it. So
0: Terry came down from Humboldt County with 22 people. Some of them just met with a senator. Now, they're sitting outside in a circle getting ready to report to the crowd what happened. Terry is coaching them.
1: So, so Lupe's doing our report out.
0: That's Lupe Gutierrez, a volunteer with True North. She's practicing. So, I
1: just
2: want to you know that uh, five
1: of us went to go see Senator McGuire. Six. Or six of us. We, yes. They told us to only bring five. Law. We broke, right. we, we broke the rule. We broke the
2: rule. We're on six of us to, to see Senator McGuire. And he really does support 567. I'm going to start <laughs> this because I have to practice this. Yes, okay? you do. This is okay. your role play moment. Yes.
1: So if you get in trouble, two of us will go stand by you. <laughs> We're not going to talk for you, but we'll stand by you. It's your testimony. New patient started a report by saying, True North is a very important comment about today's rally, that we really like
0: the music. All right! <laughs> Terry was born in Mount Shasta, California, and raised by a single mother. And they moved around a lot. Terry went to five high schools in four years. That really sort of prepared
1: me for all the trauma that comes on a new kid, and people never quite knew who I was or what I was, I'm good at this job in part because I can understand what it's like to be othered. I can understand and have felt when you don't have your people. It created a fight in me and an empathy in me that unless you have that experience, you don't, you don't have it.
0: As an organizer, he works on several overlapping issues like mental health, education, family support, housing, and more but his rural location presents challenges.
1: Even when there's programs and employers that want to hire mental health professionals, it's hard to recruit professionals to a rural setting. Because we have mountains and remote distances and redwoods and big trees, we don't always have the most consistent cell service or internet available. We do a lot of texting.
0: Terry says the strength of being in a native population in a rural place is ecological knowledge and the ability to apply it to mental and spiritual health.
1: The health of the land and the water, the mountains, the oceans, are our health. If the natural world in our region is not well, then we can't be fully well.
2: Okay, good afternoon. My name is Lupe Gutierrez, and I'm the True North. I want to say something to start off with.
0: We love the music. Yeah. <laughs> Back outside the Capitol, Lupe is giving her report to the crowd. We
2: met with McGuire, and McGuire is a chairperson of the Housing Committee, and he totally supports SB 567.
1: <laughs> Part of our objective in working with volunteers and leaders and being in partnership with them is always pushing them to the center of the public square. And we want people to find their public
0: voice. One of the volunteers with True North is a woman who has been homeless for years.
1: She basically cried when we were prepping and said, I want to tell the senator this. And then she couldn't. She got brave for an instant, and she eventually did say boldly to the senator, I'm homeless, and I would like to invite you to come see where we live now. But at the human level, When we were done, he reached out and shook that lady's hand first. And I heard her telling others about it afterwards, is that he shook my hand. And the way she said it, she felt seen. She felt heard. That's what it's all about. That's always been a hallmark and strength of True North, is that we're not only inclusive, we have the expectation that everyone's welcome and everyone should be challenged and pushed to be who they are so we can all be stronger together.
0: Okay, Before we begin the hearing today, for SB 326, which is the only item we'll be hearing today, i just want to make a brief statement. We're back now where we started this podcast. The August hearing at the Capitol on the state's plan to use money from the MHSA to house the homeless. The bill, SB 326, would put the initiative on the California ballot in March. Uh, We seek to protect the rights of all who participate in our legislative process so we can have an effective deliberation on the critical issues facing California. Uh, We will begin the testimony, Dr. Eggman, and please go ahead. Susan Talamantes Eggman is the state senator who introduced the bill.
2: Too many Californians are finding themselves without services on the streets in, in ways that that are just unconscionable for all of us. I think for us as electeds, mm. uh, for citizens walking around, and for those who are suffering the greatest.
0: I heard a lot. Opponents of, of the bill say that BIPOC and LGBTQ communities are, uh, have not had an adequate voice in this I process. Like say, I
2: heard a lot of folks talking about we're taking the power away. Every local community, every county is still going to have their planning process. None of that is going away. All of those folks still have the opportunity to come to the table in their own communities and be able to, to make these cases.
0: Many advocates in the room disagree and believe that politicians and mainstream mental health bosses are rushing this plan through. You might remember Kelechi Ubozo, A mental health consultant from our first episode.
2: All I'm hearing today is clinicians, behavioral health services, and then they also showed who those clinicians are. They're mostly white folks, right? That's the majority. And that's not what California looks like. So if you actually take funding away from grassroots communities of color, we're going to run into even more issues.
0: Here's Kalechi addressing the committee.
2: Where have communities been? We talked about black and brown people all day, and we only saw two on, on the last panel, right? We need to be at the table, slow, slow down. Our black indigenous people of color have been not coming to services for years, not because of just stigma, because service has been traumatizing, and not to mention our LGBTQ communities, which we didn't get to hear as much from today,
0: Opponents also say that MHSA money is meant for community mental health treatment including prevention and early intervention, not homelessness. We
2: cannot rob from one pot to support the other pot. We Mm -hmm. need affordable housing, absolutely, but we don't wanna take away mental health services upstream and then you'll have a different kind of crisis. I think the intention is good, but the consequences will be extremely, extremely grave. We are moving so fast to get this passed in March, huge, Huge decisions that are going to impact the entire state of California. I know that's not what you want. So I urge you, I oppose SB 326 and I say, please, please do not put on the ballot for March. Thank you so much.
0: The motion is due pass to housing. Uh, Madam Secretary, please
2: call the roll. Wood. Aye. Wood. I. Waldron. Aye. Waldron. I. Agar Curry. Agar Curry. Aye. Arambula. Aye. Arambula. Aye. Burner. Burner. I. Wendy Carrillo. Aye. 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 Mainshine. Aye. McCarty. Aye. Rodriguez.
0: Santiago, okay, aye. Weber? Aye. Weber, aye. Okay. So the, the final vote for this bill is 11-0. to With that, this meeting is adjourned.
1: When I have been away for a time, when I'm traveling upriver, I know that I'm beginning to feel home when I cross the bridge that expands the Trinity and Klamath rivers, and I am growing closer to the Salmon River And I look up at the trees and mountain tops high above the river.
0: That's Terry Supalhan again, after leaving the capital, telling another story.
1: It made me think of my home and the Cuttick tribe's ancestral homeland in the mountains and river country of northwestern California. And I imagine the mountain ridgetops as a shawl. And I pull it and I wrap my arms and neck and back in my mountain shawl. And then I know that I am home. True North could do a better job of communicating our public story better because we're so good in private and this is where the real work gets done. That creates a foundation for what happened today on the state capitol steps and in the committee rooms. But you don't get there without the powerful storytelling because if they're gonna work with us, I'm gonna tell them what I know and hopefully they'll share with me what they know.
0: I'm Akintunde Ahmad. This has been A Right to Heal. We appreciate you listening. A Right to Heal is a production of Studio To Be Seattle for the California Panethnic Health Network. The series is produced by Akintunde Ahmad, Trey Bundy, and Chloe Behrens. Trey Bundy is our editor. Mixing and sound design by Alec Cowan. Original music by Elena Penderhughes. Carolina Valle and Mihe Jung Lozano are executive producers for the California Panethnic Health Network. Joaquin Alvarado is executive producer for Studio to b Seattle. See you next time.